This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Healthy Aging, providing you with the unique energy support of Pure NT Factor. NT Factor is the only nutritional formula clinically proven to reduce fatigue, whatever the cause, whether it be age, illness, or just being run down. NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics repairs damaged cells and restores healthy bacteria in your digestive tract. Clinical trials have shown NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it even reverses some symptoms of aging. I've been taking NT Factor for years with a 45-day money-back guarantee of nothing to lose. To order, call 800-982-9158. That's 800-982-9158. Or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. We're talking to Rob Furkirk, who is the founder of ANH International. He's also the executive director of ANH USA. Our organizations are working in tandem to further uh, freedom of choice in healthcare, uh, but also to safeguard our environment. Uh, it's an organization well worth joining. You can go to anh-usa.org to find out more about it. And uh, if you are so moved, contributions are welcome. I am president of that organization as well. Uh, Rob, uh, so, you know, I, I'm going to be a little bit the devil's advocate here because a lot of people are saying, you know, environmental regulation, you know, they're trying to, you know, save these, you know, rare uh, you know, birds in the desert near mining sites. And, you know, it's sort of, it, it's really causing commerce to grind to a halt. And, you know, it's important uh, to keep the economy flourishing. And if we ban all these industrial chemicals, uh, the chemical industry is going to suffer. People are going to lose their jobs. Uh, it's going to put a, you know, it's going to put a, a damper on our uh, roaring industrial economy. So, you know, what say you to these, these critics of environmental uh, controls? You know, because I'm all about environmental safety, but, you know, in, I, I have to say that government regulation is sometimes so too onerous. Um, yep. In order to get a business to flourish, uh, you know, we need some uh, freedom uh, to... Exactly. To, well, Ron, you know, I, I'm a huge advocate of freedom. I've fought for freedom all, all of my life. But but if we really want to be free, one of the things that that is unacceptable long term is to, you know, contaminate your own backyard. Um, and, you know, the, the planet is a closed system, largely a closed system. So um, there are, you know, around about 350,000 chemicals and mixtures of chemicals um, on the global inventory of, of chemicals. Um, and um, the, the bottom line is that many of us, um, particularly we live in a city, are being exposed to um, thousands of these every day. Um, the US chemical industry is basically an $800 billion industry. Um, and it's delivering kind of nine tons of of chemical, pure analytical chemical every 8.4 seconds. So, I mean, there's a huge amount of it around. There's lots of evidence to suggest that the the natural environment and the human body is now exceeding its natural 
um, detoxification or biotransformation capability. Um, I, frankly, I'm I'm deeply frustrated at what's happened in the environmental movement to have so much focus on one gas, um, incidentally, a gas that's good for plants, and then taking the eye off the ball mm -hmm. for so many issues, including, um, have you seen of late the glyphosate issue, the world's number one weed killer has kind of not been on the agenda. Um, the fact that, that, that uh, you know, they are every year um, more and more chemicals going into people's bodies. And if you talk to um, many of the clinicians, as, as you well know, in the integrative medicine field, they're seeing an ever bigger problem with with um, stress on our detoxification system, liver and kidney, two major organs involved. Um, and, you know, if, if you're looking at toxins within the body or their metabolites, um, it does seem that that we're now reaching a point which for many people, because obviously there's going to be a bell-shaped curve, so there are going to be some who can tolerate much more than others, but people on the, if I can say, the left side of the bell-shaped curve are becoming the, uh, an ever larger group of, of the population. Um, and PFAS, you know, essentially we're seeing history repeating itself because um, – that there is a peer-reviewed publication that's just come out called The Devil They Knew, which details all of the concerted efforts taken by the DuPonts and 3Ms of this world to hide from public right. view what they knew about the release of these chemicals. So, in so it's, what you're saying is it's very much analogous to the tobacco industry. I think a lot of people remember the movie The Insider with Russell Crowe. Uh, I hope that uh, you have uh, adequate bodyguards because uh, you're, you, uh, if you're, you're being followed uh, in the night by uh, uh, agents of the chemical industry, I hope that uh, your personal safety is is safeguarded, unlike uh, Russell Crowe, who was the uh, whistleblower for the tobacco industry. Um, same thing happened uh, when it came to drugs, harmful drugs, drugs that we knew were addictive, but were foisted on the unsuspecting public and were encouraged by drug salesmen, you know, to tell doctors that there's no addictive potential. And what you're saying here is that uh, the evidence lies somewhere in the archives of DuPont, 3M, the various chemical companies, that they actually had toxicology studies that suggested that things were not as reassuring as they made out to be. Back, back from the 1950s, and they hid all of them. And and there was even a movie made, Dark Waters in 2019. Yes, I remember that very is, well. Yeah. Is, is very specifically about this PFAS problem. Mm -hmm. So you know, it did get public view. But if you go into an average grocery and, and you know, ask people, you know, what do you think about PFAS? You'll still find that the vast majority of people don't necessarily know what PFAS are. Um, and secondly... They're being told by the FDA, don't worry, it's not in the food that you're about to buy. And our real concern is that it is. And people aren't being helped to understand which foods might contain more or less. This is crucial if you're buying food for a family and you're feeding, you know, think of what you're putting into um, the body of a pregnant woman, preconception exposure to chemicals, um, and then think what happens in the first 1,000 days of life. These are critical time periods that we know where exposure to heavy environmental chemical burdens are absolutely crucial. 
So that this this information should be in the public domain. And that's why we'd say, you know, point number one on action has got to be awareness. And okay. and a good so, starting so point there is to share information, share the band PFAS.org um, URL as widely as you can so that people can start to at least become aware of this problem. Let's say we enact a ban on PFAS, you know, as Europe is contemplating in 2026, a short timeline. Uh, there are all these uh, conveniences that these chemicals offer us. Uh, our cheese won't stick to the pizza boxes. Uh, when we spill something on our living room sofa, uh, the stains will nearly bead off, you know, and, and not, uh, you know, permeate our upholstery. Uh, there's There seem to be just Big like this, your, uh, just you like know. the, this, you 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 go into the supermarket, the area of the supermarket that's got all the cleaning agents, and you'll see there are all sorts of chemically synthesized products, and then you've got ones that might be a dollar more mm -hmm. that are plant-based products that are biodegradable. Mm -hmm. The reality, as Chemsec has been demonstrating, essentially what's happened in Europe because. Europe saw this coming. They realized they're not going to get out of this one, um, you know, from the public perspective or even the political perspective. So they've got to work together. So mm -hmm. um, Chemsec is a, is a big stakeholder group of companies who come together, who've already done the, the hard work. So there, there are workarounds for these commonly all of these, chemicals. All of these have alternatives, every single yeah. one of them. Because if you don't do, if you don't ban the whole class, what you get, is the industry which is what's happening in america right now mm -hmm. is substituting from the legacy ones yeah. like pfoa pfos um that were associated with dupont in the early days going to the newer ones yeah. that are less studied appear and that's what happened with phthalates it's what happened with bisphenol EPA, bisphenol exactly. a became bis bisphenol whatever s or something exactly you know, yeah so, the so we just got a They've all got the carbon-fluorine bond in them. We've got to get rid of that, that carbon-fluorine bond, and that means substituting to, to compounds that don't have that kind of persistence or potential to do so much damage in biological systems. So the good news is that, uh, you know, our campaign, which was undertaken, uh, you know, on a grassroots level, I mean, it's a small-scale campaign. You know, we're a nonprofit organization. We don't have the resources of a public uh, agency. Uh, you know, taxpayer dollars. It's, you know, privately funded and endowed. Uh, we're making a big splash because uh, this campaign has rever reverberated across uh, the world's press. So that's the good news. Uh, locally, I've seen it in the New York Post, uh, across the pond. It's in the Guardian. Guardian, of course, has a lot of influence in the States. Um, where else has uh, that message resonated? Well, it, yeah, it, it's it's kind of got everywhere. The 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 the, the spotlight. Uh, I'm convinced that the EPA and the FDA will have uh, their media monitors will have made them aware of what's going on. And and essentially, you know, we, we dipped our toe in with with this four study test on a single vegetable. Um, but there's so much more data coming through. For example, um, in Sweden, they're already testing for double the number of PFAS compounds because they've actually developed the the methodology. I should say that that the methods for determining this kind of PPT part per trillion level are not straightforward. 
and you need to have a validated test and a reference sample and and that's one of the reasons you know it needs to go through some kind of centralized system so the swedish government um always being pretty concerned about environmental issues has has responded quickly um but um yes we we need we need to see um a concerted effort epa uh, and and um fda hopefully are beginning to feel the heat and we want to follow through it's one of the reasons that we are calling um also for for any further support if we if we have more money we can do more testing so right. so so, again, that, so it, the the constraint is we could do a limited amount of testing on a spe one specific food source but with additional funding uh from our membership and from generous contributors uh we can do more to have an impact correct correct and um and obviously we we can really work hard to we're beginning to network with all the other organizations that are working um in in the field of PFAS our central focus is going to be food we're a natural health organization we're dealing with the fact that the FDA is saying the food is in the main uncontaminated and currently we have strong evidence to suggest that may be a false statement so we we're going to investigate that that's going to be our focus um our concern is that um the problem you know in hydroponic agriculture which is obviously um something that is used in organic as well as conventional in in the US in Europe incidentally as of 2021 you can't certify organic unless you're grown in the soil because of the relationship between the plant and the the rhizosphere the soil's microbiome if you like so you need to grow in soil um but um yeah we're scraping the surface we think it's the tip of the iceberg um we're really keen to do some more um spot testing acting as a as a watchdog um and obviously we we've, we've been working in the area of advocacy and lobbying um very intensively in the US uh for the last 20 years um or more right. so and we walk the halls of congress and uh find sympathetic uh, legislators of which there are some uh who are not necessarily in the pocket of uh, the chemist the chemical industry or big pharma uh or in some cases uh big medicine because uh, yep. in some ways big medicine is an impediment to progress uh can, can you talk a little bit more about the remit of uh the a and h and i know it, it it's a little different because you, you when you are dealing with issues in the eu uh and in the uk uh your issues are a little different there's a lot of overlap but we're not just an organization like the environmental working group you know which is concerned about uh, environmental issues uh we're also looking at issues related to freedom of choice and healthcare, right no, totally. I mean, it, it's, you know, it says that on the 10, we're the Alliance for Natural Health. So what we support is um, our right to be able to use uh, natural health in all its many ways. And and that, you know, one of the ways most people would naturally think is is eating a healthy diet. And in order to be a healthy diet, it's got to be an uncontaminated diet. Um, so we need to eat healthy foods. Um, we know that the dietary simplification, the globalization of our food supply has meant that we tend to eat more of the same foods and fewer of them um, more of the time, and they tend to have been more processed. And that's one of the reasons that um, 
dietary supplementation from my perspective is is now not just a luxury it's a necessity because there are so many key nutrients that are missing from the food that most of us are eating most of the time and that's contributing to a very significant burden of chronic disease um and um so you know it could be one of the most cost effective solutions what we see is this complete upside down approach which is inevitably mediated by the effects of corporate pressure to give a really hard time an unnecessarily hard time to dietary supplement companies that are trying to provide nutrients that are by any measure that you choose to look the safest group of compounds that we put into our bodies and yet we're facing something that's closer to a drug regime for these dietary supplements mm -hmm. hence our, um, our save our supplements campaign in the u.s uh, for an ANH-USA and our action alerts around issues related to congressional efforts to um, put further uh, strictures, restrictions, uh, limitations on availability of, of supplements and yeah. layer on additional levels of uh, bureaucracy and regulation and approval so that uh, fewer, uh, fewer uh, innovative supplement uh, companies can offer products to, uh, to the public. Correct. And we've also got a very substantial problem with freedom of speech. So the ability of a natural health supplier or a natural health doctor, physician or practitioner being able to communicate meaningful information about their products is something that is under challenge. So if you look at the Pearson and Shalala case that Jonathan Emord the constitutional lawyer who's now running for Senate in Virginia um, took back in 1999. If it hadn't been for that move. That was under the auspices of, of the Alliance for Natural Health, of course. Well, that, that, that was, a, yeah, our, our predecessor. Um, CRPA, from, right. Yeah, the American Preventative Medical Association. Um, and um, so but the, but that was the specifically the Pearson and Shalala case. We've then challenged on antioxidant claims that the um, FDA were, were trying to shut down. We also have on top of that this much wider issue that has emerged during the COVID era of mass censorship that we argue is now interfering with the function of the scientific method so that they're saying, in essence, and this is going as high as the um, Nobel Prize Foundation, um, that um, there are going to be a small number of very selected universities that are going to determine scientific truth. It's, it's and the, then everything the issue of misinformation and disinformation and the powers that be uh, will determine what information is permissible. Correct. And, and, and we know absolutely that information around um, natural health is going to be sitting very low on the pecking order and is highly likely to be categorized as misinformation, even if it has copious amounts of science supporting well, you know, it. it you, you can't even make uh, health claims about walnuts, about uh, pomegranates, uh, about, uh, you know, some <laughs> uh, very plausible things, because uh, if indeed they're efficacious, I mean, it's sort of a catch-22 under our current legislation, is that if you make a claim that something is efficacious for a, quote, medical problem, uh, it has to be registered as a drug. And so if you claim that, well, supplements, they don't really do very much, you know, they can sort of support your health, you have to use kind of weasel words, um, this is the current regime. 
And when we know that uh, medical nutrition is not an oxymoron, that there are uh, targeted uh, supplementary programs that can address medical problems, diseases. However, under a current regime, you can't make a disease claim for a supplement. It's uh, a state that we really want to challenge as part of our access to free information. Correct. It, Ron, it, it's a, it, there is a real double-edged sword here because at one, on one hand, we're saying we want more liberty in, for example, allowing more products and more claims about those products, more ability to communicate openly and freely um, for certain groups of products that are natural. Um, and then on the other hand, we're saying we want less pollution of our food supply. Um, so w- one requires... Um, a liberalizing approach by um, government agencies and the other one requires a, a restrictive approach. Now, we would argue if you look through the lens of natural health, these are not conflicting ideas. The reality is that if you, as I said earlier, pollute your backyard, you actually damage the whole future of humankind um, and, and you know, there comes a point at which um, we need to develop a sense of responsibility so that we can actually function within this closed system in a way that, that allows people to reach their optimum potential without necessarily succumbing to all sorts of diseases of highly contaminated environments. And, and that means we need to put this kind of pressure to, to, um, to get industry to to stop lying to the public, to get the agencies to stop misinforming the public and do the right thing in the public interest and for natural health. Uh, Rob, where can people get more information? Because, uh, you know, I took part uh, in producing, I think, a really uh, wonderful communication piece on this subject. Uh, Where can people uh, find that? And and this is, uh, you know, something that will give you background on PFAS uh, the current problem, uh, a succinct rundown on uh, some of the issues we discussed today. Uh, Absolutely. And also uh, links for action. Exactly. So, look, the, the easiest thing is just go to the banpfas.org webpage. That will take you directly to the landing page of our campaign. You can um, download um, with a little bit of information, you can download uh, the detailed study report. Um, we urge you to circulate that link, that report, um, the, the press release as widely as possible. You'll see the action alert where you can respond directly to um, the EPA um, uh, in order to tell them that we need to move now to a blanket ban on the PFAS category as a whole. Um, it's going to be the only way that we can actually stop the leak in the bucket that is at risk of mm-hmm. further contamination. Because otherwise, the it's a matter of kind of whack-a-mole. It'll be like, okay, well, you know, we'll ban some of the substances. Uh, you know, the uh, industries can pay what is in effect a speeding ticket, seventeen billion dollars for you know industries that are hundreds of billions of dollars in annual income, yeah. uh, is you know a write-off for them, and then they can kind of continue on their merry way, uh, synthesizing uh, new compounds with uh, new names that are difficult to track uh, until you know, we enact a complete ban. Um, yeah, and, and I think that the difficulty here, because 
the products are working their way into the food supply and the water system and into the air we breathe and into the um, cosmetic products that, that we use, we don't necessarily look at an ingredients list and see these compounds there. So um, they're very, very, um, uh, you know, insidious. amorphous. Yep. Yeah, insidious. They, they, so, so we need a far, far greater um, transparency from industry so that people can really, and, and that's one of the next steps that, you know, that there are other organizations also um, very much working on this to ensure that we can start to um, find and select products that are guaranteed to be PFAS free. So one, one of the uh, approaches that we're taking, we sense it will move in the same direction as, um, you know, other aspects of the free from movement in food, where companies actually proactively test for PFAS compounds, and then verify that they're not in there. And if they do that, they can get to use a logo. So we've already sort of proposed, um, a, 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 you know, a free from PFAS um, logo as part of our campaign initiative. Uh, and, th and that would be great because at this point, I mean, if organic kale contains significant amounts of this, I mean, how is the public going to discern uh, what foods to select. I mean, people who are doing their darndest uh, to get a clean food supply, but if the information is not available, uh, they're at a loss. Exactly. So, the, 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 I mean, one of the critical things is to start putting pressure on, on elected representatives. Um, so um, we've, we've got the action alerts. We're going to be doing a lot more. So you'll find everything through that um, banpfas.org for anyone else that's interested in the wider issues that we deal with um, such as freedom of speech access to dietary supplements you can go to anh-usa.org um, if you want some of the detail that we're working on in europe um, on a very wide range of issues you can also go to anh international there's no hyphen there anh international org so they're the main sites where you can get loads more information well you know i gotta extend a great debt of gratitude to you because uh you've been instrumental in spearheading this campaign and i think you know having been involved since inception I, in my wildest dreams i did not expect a to find these results to discover how dire the situation is and b uh to uh experience the wide dissemination of this information uh, through the popular press uh, into the public domain. Uh, I think this is great. And, you know, we're going to work hard to get the word out on this, uh, especially uh, through, you know, your great leadership on this, on this issue. Thank you, Ron. Well, it's, it's the beginning of, of, a, of a big program, but we're going to be pushing hard on it um, along with many other issues that will be emerging in the coming months. Indeed. All right. Well, we're here uh, trying to safeguard your access to healthy food, uh, but also to safeguard your freedom of choice in your medicine and your health uh, practitioners. And that's what ANH-USA is all about. Thanks very much for joining us, Rob. It's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Ron. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. You know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. That's why I partnered with Fullscript, an online dispensing platform that 
only offers curated professional-grade brands that I know and trust, the very same supplements that I prescribe to my patients and take myself. Never counterfeit or expired, always stored and shipped correctly. Just go to DearHoffmanStore.com to start your free Fullscript account. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA compliant and offers world-class support. Fullscript also gives you access to my custom targeted supplement protocols that combine the products that I recommend to address specific needs, heart health, immune support, and much more. Just go to DearHoppinStore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll get access to the supplements and features you need to help you achieve your wellness goals. That's DearHoppinStore.com. DearHoppinStore.com.